fuck. I'm sorry. I really, I, I am not meaning to burst the beginning. You got a plant in your house. Do you have a plant in your house or your office somewhere? Place of business. Is it dying? Is it droopy? Is it dying? Make yourself a French press cup of coffee. When you're done with the fucking French press, take the grounds, fill the motherfucker up, dump the grounds with the coffee in there, and perk the plant up. Okay, let's calm down. Let's calm down. You know, I had a plant for over ten years. Did you really? And it just recently died. Really? And what were you feeding it when it was <clears throat> drooping? Coffee uh, and water. No, never coffee. I never had coffee in my household, and so I never gave it coffee. Um, water. Someone it was, was on buying a you a water diet. Someone was buying you a new plant every week. No, it, it was a survivor. You've got a. You've got it now. You it was a little someone. bonsai tree. There is a motherfucker kinda. out there who spent a shitload of money. On plants for you. Should have just gave you the cash and let you nope. have a dead plant. No, ten so the, the coffee thing, I think it's just After a myth. I kept that plant alive longer than I've had any of my children. You and hopefully they last longer now that it's dead. <laughs> but <laughs> No, nah, I mean, somebody's, somebody's spent an ass fucking ton of money on new plants who, who for whatever. Who would do this? Somebody out there. Somebody sneaks into my house for the sole purpose yeah. of gifting me a plant yeah. when I haven't noticed the old one dying. I this think they might have, they might have no thought sense. that they were probably there when you bought the first one and thought, "Ah, oh, mm. man, uh, he he seems like a he's a, he's a nice guy." Ladies well, and gentlemen, welcome to our plant podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, what's it called? What's it called? The study of plant botany. botany. Botany is the study of plants. Uh, no, fuck that noise. Uh, Welcome to 1990 What, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to 1990 What. I am your host, Adam Michael. D- shut the fuck up. Adam, I swear to God, never do that again. Never, <laughs> never do that again. I, ladies and fuck. I am your host. I am your host, Michael Joseph. And across and I am your from host, me. Adam Michael. Um, oh, I already introduced myself. Now I've done it twice. Do we, do we need to start over? I, I can tell that this is going to be a thing. You know, we used to be fucking dignified when we started this fucking show. We had fucking class out the asshole. From the guy who says stuff like that? I mean, Yes. Yeah. I we were know. proper. We were... Refined. We were re-fucking-fine. <laughs> Refined as fuck. Reclined. Wow. Reclined. Sorry. Yeah, no, okay, so, yeah, folks, we're the hosts. I'm the host, uh, co-host Adam, and, uh... I'm your host. So, Adam, are you having a problem with... Is this, is this, uh, you want to talk about this? Do you, no, you, do mean, you want it, to be... It's been a long week, I'll oh, say okay. that. Ah, it's fuck, been, what's, what's up? Oh, you know, what, sick children, and, uh, you know, just stuff, life. Yeah. Long week. Life is tough. No, nah, man, life, life, um... Life finds a way. It does. I, I've been a bitch at work uh, yesterday and today. Okay. Um, I, there's a reason for it, and it's a stupid reason. It's not a good reason. 
uh, and I feel bad for the people around me that are taking the blunt of my bullshit. I really do. This is not the first time that they've taken it, and there is no excuse. Uh, I am truly embarrassed. I'm sorry, and I'm ashamed of the way I act sometimes, how cold I can be, especially to the people that I really 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 truly care about um i can't believe that i act the way that i do sometimes uh like i said they are reasons i'll shake them i will uh, i'm determined to uh because i'm not a little fucking child um <clears throat> i mean everybody has down days everyone has down days ladies and gentlemen mm. if you're listening if you have down days look it's fine okay allow yourself a day or two to be down uh nothing wrong with that there are people that have fears they have things that they deal with we deal with them appropriately sometimes we deal with them inappropriately we need to admit to the fact that when we deal with things inappropriately that we were in the wrong and you can always correct yourself tell the people that you've offended or hurt that you are truly sorry that you truly care find a way to make it up to them because you know that they deserve it um and anyway um what if they don't well if they don't deserve it i think you you probably realize that I've, i've given the cold shoulder to uh uh, people that that definitely just it's been a long time though I, I don't really know anybody around me now that i think deserves some real bullshit um and uh well, that's good but anyway yeah I man think, life uh, folks you know if your life is tough it's it, uh, you know i've had a it's fine it's okay you know it's a couple, a couple days um adam what the fuck is going on with uh um with this uh billy corgan guitar billy oh, corgan yeah, with the Prominent 90s rock band, the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, not just 90s. Uh, they were. They, they came out and they yeah. were dominant in the 90s, and they continue to be a great band today. And there is some news regarding a Fender Stratocaster guitar that used to belong to the frontman Billy Corgan that was stolen and has stolen. since been returned. When Adam? Yesterday. Yesterday. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. My my brother and I. Yeah, we've been listening to a lot of Smashing Pumpkins lately, and uh, we were just together last night jamming some Pumpkins tunes on our guitars. But uh, Billy Corgan lost his favorite Fender Stratocaster at a show in 1992. Um, his roadie came up to him and was like, hey, somebody just walked out the back with your Strat, and he uh, never was able to find it. He immediately posted a $10,000 reward for it, no questions asked. <clears throat> and um, he was still hoping uh, in 2010 to get it back and upped it to $20,000, no questions asked, right? Well, um, somewhere in that time, it was sitting at a garage sale for $200, and uh, a lady just going through yard sales picked it up for, for that and uh, put it in her basement, didn't think much of it. Told her husband she bought it for one hundred dollars, even though she got it for two. Didn't want him to flip. Yeah, I didn't want to flip his shit. But it's a it's a pretty cool seventies. It's a he, Billy thinks it's a nineteen seventy four Strat. You know, it's got the big Fender headstock with the yeah. bigger logo and everything, and uh, um, it was a kind of like a, a Arctic white or Olympic white, the kind of creamy white color. You know. Yeah. And uh, he didn't really like the look of it when he used to play it and when he recorded Gish and stuff. And so he painted these, like, flowers all over the guitar. Yeah. And um, this lady was cleaning out stuff, and she was about to sell this guitar, and she asked somebody um, what what they thought it was worth. And they're like, hey, uh, that looks like it could be this 
guitar, Billy Corgan's, that's been missing for a long time. She got excited. Uh, somehow he got the lady in contact with Billy Corgan, and sure enough, he came and ID'd it, and uh, it had some identifying marks on it that led him to have no doubt that it was his missing Strat, and so he's got it back now. And the lady actually turned down the reward money for it. Wow. Which, yeah. it's I, I mean, that I, I've heard a few stories like that. John Fogarty has this Rickenbacker yeah. that uh, got stolen and came back to him just a couple years ago. And it's just, yeah, and it that's just great, man. Feel good, yeah, know? that's nice. That's really cool. I hope that... Um, you know, him getting that guitar back proves to be very inspiring for him. Perhaps we'll get some fantastic music. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe something in the vein of a Gish or a Siamese Dream. Yeah, that would be back to prominence, back to form. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, uh, he did say... Know, they continue um, to say they want to evolve, and that's fine. You know, They can yeah. do whatever they want. Smashing Pumpkins is great. Billy Corgan's a great song. And again, I recommend their, uh, their album that came out in November... Um, pretty good stuff. Uh, there's mm-hmm. at least three or four tracks on there that I like a lot. Yeah. I think my favorite is uh, Travels, either that or Alienation. And uh, I can never remember what the first track's called, but that's a good one too. So, Is Japanese James on the record? James Eha, I believe. Japanese James, yeah. Uh, well, is that a common nickname he goes by? Or no, I, I made that shit up uh, to just right now, today. Okay. I made that up. I'm sure he'd be fine with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Are, 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 is the population still sensitive as fuck? I um, can't say Japanese James, even though I think uh, he actually is Japanese, and I've actually said nothing wrong. Maybe it's just me being sensitive. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, well, you need to man the fuck up if you're going to be the host. Well, I, I am the host, clearly, and no, you're not. Uh, you're obviously. Not, you're not the host. Anybody who listens. Adam, just because you speak first, Adam, you, you, you feel you're like... not you. the fucking host of this show, <laughs> damn it. I am. I'm the host. We are host. We... <laughs> why you gotta ruin the dynamic? Well, I mean, in the middle of... of this uh, dynamic that you do in your, in your vanity... Will you just let me have this? Will you just let me have it? You know what? It was recently your birthday. But no. No. I, <laughs> fuck it, dude. I'm the host. I am the host. I'm the host. All right. That's me, the host. Well, how would you like to talk 1997? Again. Ladies and gentlemen, 1997. We've visited this year before. We're coming back. New material. Adam is shaking up the sorting hat feature of the show. I'm going to put my hand in it. Adam, what am I picking? These are video games from the year 1997. 1997 video games I have in my hand. Let me look. Let me look, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. And I doubt anyone's going to beat me at this GoldenEye. What is this game, Goldeneye? Goldeneye, one of the... Uh, now, there have been many prominent uh, first-person shooters. There was Doom, there was Wolfenstein, there was all kinds. But Goldeneye on Nintendo 64, when it came out... Now, there was a magazine called Nintendo Power, and it was basically like the Rolling Stone of Nintendo. And they had charts of the top games. GoldenEye spent 
an impressive I don't I don't know I don't even know how long but it, it broke records for how long it was number one I would have been really impressed if he had had the number there I don't you can all imagine what it would have been like no it was huge hugely successful hugely popular you know you basically went through the game shooting up the Russians there was a um, amazing incredibly fun multiplayer um, yeah, wasn't this like the first game where you could run around and shoot your friends? I think so. I think that's what made this one so, you know, like game-changing. <laughs> you, you and your friends could play. It could split into two-screen, three-screen, and four-screen. Right. Four-screens maximum. Now there were, you know, you could play with different um, power weapons, proximity mines, timed mines, remote mines, uh, sniper rifles, only knives, only karate chopping. Uh shotguns, all kinds of guns, double guns. There was it was incredible. Um you could play with different characters. You could, right. you could be uh, Alex Trevelyan, Odd you could job. be James Bond, Odd Job the short one or Jaws the really tall guy. And then if you unlocked um if you unlock, unlocked all the characters, you could be like, you know, the dudes that were in the snow levels. You could be the Russians dressed in green that can't aim for shit and take forever to shoot you making it very easy for you to just plow through them like they were grass gotten too long. Uh, it's an amazing game. I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm a bad motherfucker at this game. So if you want to challenge believe me. That. I've never played you, but um, you are good at first-person shooters. I am. Well, I used to be. Um, I, d I never got into Halo. I've never gotten into you any of these You were good at Battlefront. Yeah, yeah. That's like the kick, one shooter I kicked the I shit out of some Battlefront. Yeah, and you would dominate everybody, and you would make fun of our families yeah, yeah, for mourning us. Oh yeah, after yeah. our demise. Yeah, you guys at your hands. Yeah, no, I kicked the shit out of you and your relatives. Yeah, no, man, I was a bad motherfucker at Goldeneye. I had a good time sleeping over friends' houses in like seventh grade, eighth grade, dude. Yeah, and then people would team up too. It'd be like three against me. <laughs> Fucking nobody, dude. Nothing. I can handle all that shit. Oh my gosh, have you played it in recent years? Yeah, uh, maybe like, maybe like uh, three years ago, four years ago, when I was living in Shitport, I had some friends. And still have some friends. Um, what state is that? Shitport, Louisiana. Oh, okay. I, I believe. The pronunciation in Louisiana. Call me crazy, Shreveport. No, no, it's it's shit port. No, uh, well, okay. It's a shit port. It's a shit hole port in Louisiana. You yeah. lived there. I didn't. I so did. I don't I know. give a shit who that offends. Shreveport, Louisiana, is a shitty, shitty town, full filled with wonderful people that I've met. Fantastic oh. people I've met many uh, folks. But yeah, well, I had friends there. Uh, and here's the funny thing. None of those friends of mine that played uh, Goldeneye, actually we were more into Mario Kart 64, but we did play Goldeneye. None of them were from Shreveport either. You had uh, Ruben, Costas, and Dan. And uh, we we mostly played Mario Kart. But uh, yeah, oh, man, Goldeneye. And I kicked the shit out of them too. You know, I've uh, I've never really played Goldeneye. Um, I, I just didn't have a video game system around that time, and never got uh, around to it. Yeah, no, it's a fucking awesome game, and 
Awesome. Uh, my hand is in the sorting hat. Adam, what am I picking? This is a movie. Major motion picture. Ladies and gentlemen, my hand is chosen in the sorting hat. I hold in my hand. Fantastic. Austin Powers. Ooh. I take it the first one. Yeah, um, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Debut film in a trilogy of fantastically written comedy featuring Mike Myers as both the hero and Oh, yeah, um, multi-roles, right? He played two villains in The Spy Who Shagged Me. Love this song, dude. Yeah, dude, uh, Mike Myers, he was just one of the comedic geniuses of the 90s. Maybe not the best actor, but got a lot of roles. Absolutely fantastic uh, comedian. Um, He was also, uh, he joined Dana Carvey and the epic... Wayne's World Saga. Oh, of course. Yes, indeed. Yeah. An early 90s uh, co- comedy uh, uh, epic. Spinoff from Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. And then Austin Powers was like this... Uh, you know what? We were just talking about Goldeneye. Absolutely. Austin Powers was a uh, spoof of... Dude, James Bond movies. That's really funny that we should happen to discuss both. Very British, cool. bad teeth. Yes, very English. Very, yeah, very bad teeth. Did you, did you know that the very first commercial on British television, the very first advertisement ever televised in the UK was for toothpaste? I did not know that. Yep, that is true. It's like, hey, this is the first thing we need to tell you people about. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been waiting a long time, and now with this brand new incredible technology where we can be in the homes and minds of all of Britain, we want to tell you collectively that your teeth are bollocks. (laughs) A very British insult. So, my dad... How very capital. My dad, a police officer... Um... I believe in the year 1997, went to Chicago for 10 weeks for some training. Holy shit. At I didn't a, know that. At a college, and it was, he was, you know, my mom was basically a single parent for those 10 weeks. Damn. And during that time, he uh, he saw a lot of movies, and I, he went and saw Austin Powers, and he told me, and I'm sure it was untrue. That he sat through the entire movie without cracking a smile, <laughs> because he didn't want me to to want to see this inappropriate comedy, right? Yeah, no, dude, your dad, your dad, <laughs> I know he, he lied to you. He's a liar. He uh, laughed. Uh, if your dad didn't laugh, dude, I'm fucking proud. I can't believe it. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure that he he lied. Oh yeah, he loved it. Uh, he, he yeah he he lied. He lied. He to loves you. funny. I stuff. can't believe that he lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the situation was, I saw, I saw the VHS cover in Blockbuster, and I was like, hey dad, should we should we check out Austin Powers? He's like, no, I saw that, and it was not funny. Yeah, lied to your face, lied to your child face in the middle of a store in public. Well, I was like 
14. I would have lied to me too. 13. It's oh, a shitty age, yeah. 13, 14. Oh, I was I a know. little fuck. God, I was annoying and unappreciative. Oh, of I was trying so hard to be funny in those days. Like, I, I, I can imagine how much I would hate to meet myself at that age. I think about that too, and I, and I just want to beat the shit out of me. I wish I had had a little older brother who would have taken care of that. Sometimes I think I, uh, that would have been that would have been a good thing. It'd yeah. be th- just pounded the fuck <laughs> out of me, and just been like, "Stop being such an asshole." It gives you a high tolerance for pain. Yeah. Well, shall we uh, get back into the alternative songs chart from mm. February first, nineteen ninety seven? Ladies and gentlemen, February first, nineteen ninety seven. So last week we went from numbers 40 through 21, heard a lot of great songs. Yeah. Uh, tonight we're going we 20 to 1. 20 to 1, yeah. And we're going to kick things off tonight with a group called Poe and their song, Hello. Yeah, I don't... I'm a little bit hypnotized. It'll put you in a trance, man. Whoa. We played Poe one other time. I, I thought I recognized the name, and I, I thought I've heard us, or I remember us talking about them on the show. Yeah, I believe it was on our Halloween episode. Somebody requested Poe. This is a very, like, alternative radio kind of sound. Yeah. Are are they from England? I gotta say, I'm not sure. This song spent 14 weeks on the chart and peaked at number 13. It's from the album Hello, it's the title track. I, I mean, I, I'm so hypnotized that I, I neither hated it nor loved it. I feel nothing. Yeah. I am empty. I am empty also. I I mean I I I wouldn't seek it out but there's some situations in which I would leave it turned on and let it play but it, very few I would leave it on if Oh wow Yeah Dude fucking immediately You recognize this song 
I do. Local H. I think you'll get used to it. And you just don't get it. Keep the copacetic and which is a term that means heroin close by. They should have called it copacetic. Yeah, I believe the song is called Bound to the Floor. Bound for the floor. Yep. Oh shit. Local H, Bound for the Floor from the album As Good As Dead. Have a... So, from time to time when I played uh, Everlong on my acoustic guitar, yeah, people have asked me if I was playing this song. Has that ever happened to you? No, never. I think there's kind people, of a people, rhythm thing about it that... That's what people say. Like, oh, dude, are you playing Bound for the Floor by Local H? No, but I remember specifically my older brother, Matt, kind of singing the words to this song, the chorus of the song, or the copacetic part, at least. Is that verse or chorus? I can't remember. It's the verse, dude. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not right. This is Foo Fighters. Maybe it's the pre-chorus. That feels right. Maybe it's the refrain. What the fuck is a refrain? Very, very 90s album art. Dude, you're you're about to skip the 90s guitar solo. Well, I mean, we can hear it. Here it is, dude. The guitar solo of the 90s. Dude, that, that's it, man. That's we're, fucking it. We're going to call that a solo? That's a solo, man. Yeah, it's a fucking cool a solo. Four-note solo. Uh, maybe three notes. Copacetic. Have we played that song before? You Shit, man, we might have. Actually, I think we have played Local H before. It was a different song, though. It was something uh, neither of us recognized. Might, I think that might be it. And we were both like, wow, this is this is uh, Local H? I think we were surprised at the sound. Like, it was something co- totally different. Man, I'm going to admit, oh, fuck. Yeah. What, what are you going to admit? Nothing. Did I start this too soon? No. I, I no. cut you off. No, no, it's fucking perfect. I want to hear this. There was a time in a 
uh, I, when I was living in uh, California and uh, going through some shit, and I would uh, I I lived about a maybe a 15 minute 15 minute walk from the beach, and I would walk there at night. Uh, and I know it's you know a little cliche, but this this song I would put on pretty often while walking through uh, the the ending areas of Santa Monica, where all the houses would get they they were, they were always really small and they looked like pueblos, like boxes, and they had uh, you know there were bars over the windows and bars over the front doors. Uh, and right before, right before you got to the beach, it just would get really windy and misty and kind of cold. And uh, um, I don't know, man. It just felt very appropriate. I played this shit. Uh, you know, it's nighttime. The ocean looked like this big nothingness because you couldn't see. It was so dark. And I'd take off my shoes. Uh, and this shit, this song was on repeat, specifically this one. Uh, and, I'd, and I'd walk. Uh, you know, I put my put the pants up around my ankles. Uh, and above them and uh, walk out there and just kind of have my arms out uh, feeling like I was going to fall over started feeling like I was losing balance and uh, you know like equilibrium or whatever and uh, it was really cool really cool I, I would I would try and scare myself like I would uh, sit there and just you know hear how loud the ocean was and, and, and I don't, I'd almost go blind to it uh, in the darkness and I would try and walk to where there were there were less city lights, and uh, man, that song it was it was great because it was like this feeling of like oh fuck shit, and then this song would be playing and and, and then I'd feel really good, at the same time, uh, this clash of emotion totally fucking emotional bullshit right now spilling out of my fucking asshole of a mouth. Yeah, I've never liked that song. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the. <laughs> Man, everybody just, loves that song. Man. I just thought after all that, I should uh, should fuck up my story. Yes. Yeah. No, I I remember in high school this kid. <coughs> I, I mean, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say his first and last name, Jacob Lira. He. Uh, I don't even fucking remember <coughs> that asshole. Yeah, you probably never knew him. I think he graduated with. Yeah, he was in my class, so you oh. you, you went there after I graduated. So, um, but. <coughs> He liked this song and kind of kind of turned me on to Sublime just a little bit. Like I was never a Sublime fan, but I, that that's definitely my favorite song of theirs. What I got. Oh man, I, I, I'm a fan. They have a lot of really great, really great songs. Um, They've also got a lot of. Well, never mind. I don't want to disparage anybody, but no, there are some songs that are really like if popular you have a Sublime too, sticker like, on the back of your your. Your car, your Dude, Geo take Metro, it off. Yeah. Or, you know. Fuck you. No, I agree. That's yeah, stupid. I mean, I, it's just a certain type of less desire. Anyway, I don't want to disparage anything. No, you're true. A lot of assholes like Sublime. But, Sublime I mean, that doesn't mean they don't have good music. Cause no, it doesn't. Clearly they do. I mean, No, they, they do. They, they, they attract some fratty fucking douchebags, some waste of space yeah. humans that just deserve death. Exactly. Yeah, no, they do. They do. All right, well, 
What I got by Sublime spent 27 weeks on this chart, peaking at number one for three weeks. It didn't wasn't it released after the untimely death of Bradley Noel. Ooh, I do not know. I think actually. that I think it might be true. So we see, did he die pretty he close died. to the release of the record? Uh, I think he actually died before the release of the record, oh, right yeah. before uh, Bradley Noel died of a heroin overdose, leaving behind his wife and his daughter. Um, I don't think he meant to die. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he did mean to die. Well, I don't think he was very happy. He was on heroin, so. I, I do like this song very much. This is a band called Bush. is Swallowed from their album Razorblade Suitcase. 20 weeks on the chart. Peaked at number one for seven weeks. Hey, you said you would love to try some. Hey, you said you would love to die some. What the fuck? Shit. In the balls. Yeah, man. It's a di- just kind of a different pace for a, a radio hit like that. You it know, is. Um, it's slow and it's, it's it takes its time, but mm-hmm. it's not like a, I don't know, it's not like a pretty little love song or anything. No, in fact, that album, uh, Razorblade Suitcase, is very different from Sixteen Stone, the major label debut, which was incredibly successful for Bush. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was totally different. Yeah. Uh, Razorblade Suitcase, a little bit more stripped down. I don't think they really cared about writing hit songs at that point, which I think, in a sense, uh, made people resent the band. They felt yeah. that they felt that um, may- maybe, like, because that's not, uh, that really isn't an original idea. Nirvana tried to do that with, or they, that was their plan for In Utero. Right. Weezer did that with Pinkerton. So I feel like Bush, they were already getting shit for sounding. So much like uh, a lot of the bands that were already massively successful before them, and they were accused of stealing a formula that was really working well at the time, and then ended up working incredibly well for them oh, yeah. as a group. Uh, I don't, I don't know whether or not that's true. I I think that Sixteen Stone and Razorblade Suitcase Suitcase are both great records. I'm a fan of both. But I'm even. You I'm, can I'm, definitely hear like. When you listen to say "Come Come Down" or "Glycerine," that yeah. they're 
going for radio success, you know? Yeah. But. And they got know. it. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I don't know. Maybe I think that, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm not going to accuse Gavin Rosdale of anything. I, th- I think he, I think he is a good songwriter. And yeah. I like his voice and, and I like all those you know, songs. I'm not going to feel guilty for feeling that. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, well. Blast the shit out of that all I want, motherfucker. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, fuck yeah. The Offspring. All I want. Ixnay on the Ombre. This is a great album, dude. Ixnay on the Ombre. Eight weeks on this chart, peaked at number 13, number 16 tonight. Yeah, man, still an active band. They're still putting out records, still still playing shows. I don't feel like... I, I had a cousin, uh, shout out again, my cousin Jason, uh... I told you I was going to call you, and I didn't because I'm a fucking asshole. I'm a stupid piece of shit for not calling you. Really sorry, man. I'm totally going to do that ASAP. Um, He went and saw them with my uh, cousin-in-law and his sister, my other cousin. Uh, And, uh, yeah, man, he really liked it. Uh, I'm fucking jealous, man. I'd love to see The Offspring. I just don't feel like you could hear this song on the radio today. No, uh, most of these songs you wouldn't punk like that. No, well, there's a big thing. I mean, it's just it doesn't mean that something like that can't can't make it, you know, or start playing the big festivals, especially in Europe. You know, you see bands like Fiddler and Parquet Courts playing, you know, playing uh, Reading and uh, you know other major festivals, Uh, but it's. I think um, it's just. A thing I mean, even a, even a band like Green Day. Well, I mean, but also it's just the sound. You know that that sound came to prominence at a time when it was supposed to. I think, and um, rock and roll, and I think it's funny because there is that argument of like, you know, like Maroon Five, for example, just played the Super Bowl, and no, you know they start talking about oh, rock and roll's dead, rock and roll's, dead. you know. But at the same time, I remember. Um, I don't know. I just think like maybe it should, man. Maybe it should be considered just gone and irrelevant and and nothing. Because then what happens is it belongs to, you know. It. I think it depends on who it belongs to. Mm. You know who uh, who belongs to because the the truth of the matter is that kind of thing never really goes away. People still, um, people still listen to rock music. Did, did you see that halftime show, by the way? No, I didn't. I'm not going to waste my time with that oh, stupid-ass yeah. bullshit. These guys standing there holding heavily relic Fender Stratocasters that I they think, well, purchased I mean, looking that way. They probably did. I, I actually have... I don't know, man. I, I think Adam Levine, I heard him play that solo. It wasn't, really, it wasn't bad. He's not a bad guitar player. I don't know. But I mean, like... 
Anyway, no, I mean I'm I not a fan of Mar- I'm, that, I'm not a fan of Maroon Five. I think Adam Adams he's fucking he's a tool. Dude's a little bitch with his stupid ass California tattoo. Man, I hope someone cuts his fucking stomach open and his guts spill out everywhere. And then we can't. We'll be like, I'm sorry, I don't know what, what does it say. I can't read it because someone just killed you. Huh. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I hope it happens tomorrow. I make headlines. Nah, no one would give a shit. You'd believe me if I told you this was like some industrial band. I would. Who the fuck is this? This is Depeche Mode. Oh, wow. The song is called Barrel of a Gun, number 15. Spent nine weeks on the chart, peaked at number 11. This is from their album Ultra. Dude, I kind of fucking like it already. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. That beat. The fucking beat is heavy. Dude, I, li- I like it. I, I, I like it immediately. I, I don't. Yeah, man, you're you're not you're not into this. You're, you're not into this. I don't like industrial. I, I kind of do. I don't. I think it's kind of cool. But like, Sounds like the vocals have been slowed down. There's a much better song by the title Barrel of a Gun by a band called Guster. I highly recommend that. But I uh, advise you not to listen to this. Ever. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still into it. I, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm fucking man. There is it's like taking me away. Mm, it's taking me somewhere. I have nothing. Dude, left. you hate it. I don't like industrial. I'm fine admitting that. That's that's all right, man. It's fucking okay. Number fourteen, we have blow up the outside world. By Soundgarden. This is a great song, but it is very sad. See? Jesus.
really fucking sad. It's big downer, but I do. I actually like this song. I think it's a cool song. I don't know that I've ever heard this. The chorus is gonna kind of explode, kind of. It does have a chorus. <laughs> it's right here, dude. fucking morbid man the song is sad and dark and just terrible 21 weeks on the chart peaked at number eight yeah the chorus was uh much better oh Shut the fuck up. what was that sorry folks that was my <laughs> fucking dog just barked i don't know what she's in she's right here now i'm petting her i'm not sure why she barked but uh sorry adam what were you saying <laughs> Oh, I, I was just giving the numbers on that. Come here. Come here. It's okay. The song needs no introduction. Oh, so. shit, dude. This song is fucking amazing. You and me. We used to be together. Every day together. Always. I really feel that I'm losing my best friend. I can't believe. fucking amazing. Love this song. Love this band. No doubt. This is one of those songs that just transports me back in time, man. I remember my sister. This is a very well-written song. It is. And it's it still sounds so great. I know it got kind of overplayed there. It was a huge hit, man. This song was Fucking huge. 29 weeks on this chart, peaking at number two. But No Doubt, Don't Speak. This was my introduction to No Doubt and Gwen Stefani and uh, the music video specifically where she was wearing that, that blue white polka dot dress, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. She's it was just so cool to see her fronting a band. Like a legit band. Yeah, yeah, no, she's a hell of a front woman. I mean, awesome. Tragic Kingdom, the album. One of the biggest selling albums of the 90s. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, I love this guitar solo. This is awesome. Got the nylon strings. Finger style. Mm-hmm. 
sound right there. Just one of my favorite songs of the 90s. Really is. Yeah. That's cool, that little, like, muted trumpet at the end there. Yeah. Like, you don't hear a trumpet at all in the song, but it's just, they put that there. What a, I mean, it's fucking cool, man. This little tiny thing. It was perfect placement. Great song. I mean, I could talk about it for a long time, but it's just one of those amazing songs. It's hard to explain how we got something so great. Here's the thing, folks. We're actually we're actually going to pause the show for a second because I I think the reason why the dog barked, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I don't know why the fuck she barked, but I feel like she might need to pee. So see you in literally a moment. Like you won't even know that we've paused it. Here we go, and we're back. See how fucking fast that was. Adam magically has a cold one. Yeah, look at that. Um. Yeah, folks. Dog has been taken out and peed. And it is uh, it is nice out there. Last time I was here to record a show, this late hour, it yeah. was frigid. I wish it was. It's supposed to be cold. I'm fucking pissed at the weather. I kind of like it. I don't fucking like it at all. I'm 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 like severely. I'm wearing angry. shorts tonight. I don't like it. This sucks. It's pretty great. Love you, Texas. Love you. So do I. But fuck, man. Where the fuck is up. winter? And don't give me that bullshit. Oh, people are dying up north. I don't give a fuck. I'm only worried about myself and my location. Mm. And I want it to be wintertime. Give a fuck what's going on in other parts of the country or the world. Pass the road to your house That you never I'm pretty sure we played this song before. Yeah, I think we have. Better than Ezra Desperately Oh, no, better than Ezra. Yeah, we have. We've played this before. It's a good song. I like it. Better than Ezra. They are actually from Louisiana. So I'm going to go ahead and take back what I... Eh, never mind. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'll leave it. All right. I mean, we've we've heard it Are you fucking serious? We've heard it. Well, fuck, dude. I don't really remember it. Damn, man. <laughs> I mean, you got a really good taste there. Dang, dude. I, you didn't let me like get to the core. You, nope. you didn't even like finish the... <laughs> I remember running through the wet fat, wet, uh, wet grass, falling a step behind, you know? Well, what the fuck is next? Desperately Wanting. No, I mean the next song. The next Dang, song. I can't believe... No. can't believe you did that. You'll Adam. be happy. You're, you'll be happy. All right. Okay. You'll be, you'll be real happy. Oh, yeah. I like this song. Dude, this song fucking heard it all the time. Yeah, it was around. This song, this song got around. You know this, I mean? this song is also like done well. Like, and and the, and then that this thing right here, like that thing. I think the production is fucking cool. This is the Cardigans with Loveful. At number 11. 17 weeks on the chart. Peaked at number 9. Dude, I, this is this is fucking great, man. There's nothing but smiles in here. It's a tasty little pop nugget. It is, man.
from their album First Band on the Moon. Man, this song, just like Don't Speak, just takes you back, right? It, it does, man. No, I, I love this song. I mean, it, I'm not getting goosebumps or anything, but it's just like, if I were to, if I were to hear it on, I would turn it up. If oh, yeah. someone was like, hey, should I play this song? I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, play the shit out of that song. Play it right now. And turn it up. I don't care what anyone else says. I want you to play the shit out of this. Yeah. It's one of the songs that uh, some might consider a guilty pleasure, but... Dude, fuck them, man. Guilty pleasures. Fuck that, dude. I think it's There's like good. a handful of Nickelback songs that I like. Dude, there, there are a lot of Nickelback songs you like, and you know a lot no, about Nickelback. I really don't. I know. You know a lot about them. I do. You like know their early career and stuff. I know, and dude. It's worrying yeah. me a lot. I'm not pleased. Dude, I, I do know. I, 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 for some reason, read about them. Oh, I love this song. You, yeah. you like sought out literature about Nickelback. Um, I became interested in. The mass amount of shit that they take, yet okay. their incredibly successful career. So I was just like, I just have to know more. And you know, during my research, I oh, fuck man, I really like this song. I like this song. This is Bush at number ten with Greedy Fly, also off of Razor Blade Suitcase. Dude, I think the chorus is fucking awesome. Twenty six weeks on the chart. This peaked at number three. his lips sinking into his microphone silently perfectly though fucking chorus is awesome dude, dude I love a, that shit that's a great song it sounds awesome man yeah really yeah. good I love that shit man Bush always had really good production they did man I really uh, yeah no it's everything sounds so balanced yeah did you know that there was a short time when there was a small beef between Oasis and Bush? Two British bands. Two British bands. The London Bush versus Manchester Oasis. What was the beef? Do you know? Or um, just because they, just they were both popular at the time. Other. Now, the thing is, here's the thing. Now, Bush retained and maintained... More lip syncing. Looks like he's just 
in the studio recording this. Got the big pop, the pop filter in front of his face. He just said something to the uh, oh, the guy at the soundboard. No, he seems to be having some sort of argument with the guy at the soundboard. You want him to turn you up. bit of physical comedy just for me <laughs> you the listener cannot see it did you like that dude that was pretty awesome it was a fun little show <laughs> so anyway the beat between oasis and bush now uh oasis around the time when they came to america they were a little bit nervous because they had just left japan and um it was it was fucking crazy in japan they were enormously successful and popular there and then they came to america well, they they made a choice in America to only tour, and I've actually said this on the show before, but fuck it, I'll say it again. They toured the West Coast and the East Coast, but what they did not do was continue on through the country and go to places like Texas and oh, Kansas and all that shit. Mistake. They big didn't mistake. do that. Well, when Bush came to America, they they were they were successful. They were already. Very successful. Uh, 16 Stone had come out. It was selling really, really well everywhere. Um, really well. I mean, they were totally... I mean, no, nobody denies uh, the success that they had in the beginning. But here's the thing. They maintained incredible success in America because of the fact that they did choose to tour uh, throughout the country. Just zigzag through it, and then they fucking went back and through back and did it again which is why you could yeah. look at the album sales in America for they were putting in the work they did they put in they put in a lot of work they maintained a huge amount of success um, in the states where Oasis after what's the story morning glory really kind of just fell off in in the United States yeah they're, diminishing they're, returns absolutely for sure. no they did not retain uh, their popularity in America well, their attitudes reflect otherwise um <laughs> You think it's funny to just interrupt my stories with music? I kind of like to do that. <laughs> you fu- you do fucking do it. And I've never said anything about it until right fucking now. And it's because I think it's fair. It's funny, too. I think it's fucking funny. I just am like, all right, well, I'll just shut the fuck up then. Is this Stone Temple Pilots? This is Lady Picture Show by Stone Temple Pilots at number nine. I never liked this song, actually. I never really knew this one. 22 weeks on the chart. This peaked at number six. I'm sorry. Peaked at number. That's right, six. (laughs) Is is the song uh, "Big Bang Baby" on the on this same album? Or or "Bang Bang Baby" or something? Mm, Oh, I'm sorry. This is playing from the uh, Greatest Hits compilation. Oh. But I can still find out. Because that song I like. (laughs) 
Yeah, Big Bang Baby is number four, track four. This was a uh, track five. So, oh man, I wish you were listening to Big Bang Baby. That's a much better song. So this is from Tiny Music, songs from the Vatican Gift Shop. That's a weird album. Weird fucking title. That sounds like some Illuminati bullshit, dude. I don't like this song. I don't like it. Let's get rid of it. Let's yeah, stop it. playing this shit. Sucks. Stone Temple Pilots. We played them quite a few times, and uh, yeah, no, I like them. That's em. not my favorite. I like them. I hated that fucking shit. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Here is another song, and that we've played before. Holy shit! I'll give you about four or five seconds of this intro, then I'm killing it. What? No. You've heard it before. Dude, don't. This is a timeless <laughs> classic. This is that. such a great fucking song. It could have come out today. Oh my god. It's fucking perfect, man. I absolutely love this album. Bringing down the horse. Spent 26 weeks on this chart, including five weeks at number one. Jacob Dylan, Son of Bob, and the Wallflowers. It's a great song. <sighs> Nothing wrong with that. Man, Love this whole album, I, I would recommend strongly to any of our listeners, anybody who likes music of this ilk, 90s music. Um, this album is killer. Yeah, the Wallflowers. I like every song on it. Yeah. It's got cool album art with those it does. faded stars. Faded star. Bringing down the horse by the wallflowers. Check it out. Really good stuff. This is Abuse Me by Silverchair from Freak Show. Silverchair. Used to like him. Really don't like him anymore. Not a fan. Not every band ages as well as the wallflowers have. Need to ask Immediately hate it. Immediately. Do you remember this album art? Yeah. Looks like the kid from uh, the Sandlot. <laughs> Porter. The big Bambino. Or Hambino. Sorry. Don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, man, that fucking movie is amazing. Man, if you don't know about that movie, fuck you. 
You know who this sounds like? His vocal stylings sounds like a young Wes Scantlin from Puddle of Mud. Oh yeah, okay, I can hear that. So a song that we played last week by Failure, I think. I said reminded me of Fuel. I yeah. think it more reminded me of Puddle of Mud. Yeah, Puddle of Mud. Wes Scantlin, currently sober, trying to make a comeback. I kind of, kind of like this chorus. It's okay, but it still fucking blows asshole. <laughs> it's not that bad. Now nah, this is ass crust. Mm. It is, dude. Maybe upgrade it to piss crust. Well, I, it's either like huh? it's either ass crust or piss. There's just either one, like ass sweat and shit, or like uh-huh. burnt hardened pee. Like Cra- on the edge cracked, of a toilet seat. Like cracked right. up, yeah, cracked up and like put into. Uh, a martini shaker, shaken, served up, and then some fucking assholes just sipping on it. Like, ooh, wow, this is really dirty. Is that what you do as a bartender? I do. Yeah, I put my great. dick inside the oh. thing, and I stir it around. I pull my penis out, oh. add the ice, shake I'm sorry it, pour. I asked that question. That was and when I and then I go to the table, and said, "How is it? Is it dirty enough?" And they say, "Yes, thank you." Interesting. I like you want some blue cheese olives, and they say yes. I'll be right the fuck back. That's I just what I realized say. this album art looks a lot like a garbage pail kids card, except the kid's not like super gross on it, but it's got the banner across the top. I don't really know what you're talking old. about. Oh, you don't know garbage pail kids? No. What is that? Well, let me tell you. There were these uh, like trading cards, except they were all stickers. And they had pictures of, like, kids with cute Cabbage Patch doll kind of faces, except drawn with something really gross about them or really weird. Like, uh, there was this one, this little girl with pink ribbons in her hair and pigtails, except her face was covered in pimples, and she was called Zitty Whitney. Or there was this... Uh, that sounds really fucking mean. There was this kid like wearing a little blue suit with a red tie and his head was exploding and his name was Adam, like my name, Bomb, right? And, uh, you know, you would you would trade them with each other and put the stickers on your binder or whatever or on your locker and uh, your teachers would get really mad about them. And that was part of the appeal. Dude, that's fucking Teachers hated awesome. it. And it would show, like, these cute little kids with, like, these rosy cheeks puking all over the place, gleefully, wow. like, with a smile it's on their face. Dude, that's what we should do. What's that? We should fucking make merchandise. I mean, why not? Hmm. Well, we could just put it online. We don't even have to come up with any inventory until someone fucking orders. Yeah, I and mean, people do that for sure. Dude, let's do that. Mike just had an epiphany. I, I don't think... We're going to start making money off you people. Well, I mean, if you like what we've got, then fuck, man. <laughs> Go ahead and buy it. You know? Shit, man. Let's do it. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. Fuck. I don't know why... Like, I don't... I don't know, man. I'm just going to think about this for a second. All right, let me go ahead and wrap up Silverchair by saying it spent 16 weeks on the chart, peaked at number four, and uh, yeah. Yeah, um, fuck that song. All right. Yeah, fuck it. You got it. Yeah, get that shit out of here. 
Silverchair. Fucking love this song, dude. Love this song. God, I love it, man. Fuck, I'm, I'm so happy right now. Fuck, man, I'm happy. Shit. A long December, and there's reason to believe Maybe this year will be better than the last I can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving All the days go by so fast one more day up in the canyon And it's one more night in Hollywood If you think that I could be forgiven I wish you would Dude, I absolutely love The Counting Crows. Yeah, this is one of my favorite songs. Actually, this might be my favorite song by them. When my wife and I were still newlyweds, for my birthday, she got me a, a pair of Counting Crows tickets. Actually, she like got the whole family together. <clears throat> my siblings and I, uh, I, I lived up in Idaho at the time where we were going to school. And uh, she had found this uh, Counting Crows show in Houston that was happening when we were planning a trip here. You know, we were going to be in the Dallas area. And uh, she talked to my my parents and siblings, and my uh, siblings and I all went down to this Counting Crows show in Houston in, in August 2009, and it was sweltering hot, and the band was super late. Um, but it was an amazing show. They played with Augustana, and um, they didn't like have Augustana open for them and have an opener. And then they came out and closed the show. They they were on stage together like the whole night. Like it was kind of a revolving cast of who was on stage performing. Yeah, <clears throat> and it was really loose and really, really great. Great show. They did like a cover of Caravan by Van Morrison. Uh, they did Mrs. Potter's Lullaby, like my favorite Counting Crows song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it was great, great show. And uh, Natalie kept this picture of me um, when I opened the. Uh, she had wrapped in a in a Spider-Man folder that she bought. Uh, that she wrapped that up with the tickets inside of it, and uh, I had this huge smile on my face when I opened it. And, uh, all the tickets for Counting Crows. It was great, great memory. Dude, that's awesome. Love that, love that band. I associate them pretty heavily with the Wallflowers. We just heard two songs ago. Yeah, great songwriting. It just uh, seemed to fit together, you know. So that spent 19 weeks on the chart, peaked at number five. Nice. It's Counting Crows with a long December. From their second album, Recovering the Satellites. Gotta get them back, fix them, put them back in orbit. Oh man, I I gotta admit, I've gotta admit it, fucking like this song. I like this shit, dude. This This is 311 at number 5 with All Mixed Up. Yeah. 26 weeks on the chart, this peaked at number 4. 
It's so fucking groovy, man. Shit. There's this cool skater kid at my uh, my high school who frequently wore 311 t-shirts. And uh, he had a pretty girlfriend named Mary. And uh, I just always thought I should check out this band, but I never really ever listened to him. And uh, I, I can kind of see why. No, I mean, that's all right. I, I know, dude. It's, kinda, I know it's kind of reggae-ish. I don't know why, but I do like it. I like it, man. L- listen to how, like, just relaxing this is. Yeah. I, you, you be, I don't you, hate it. You're swaying in a hammock, you know? Yeah. Man, look at the rolling thunder. And there ain't no thunder because the sun is out. first heard this i was like oh man it's just another california band dude this band's from like michigan or something oh really or like georgia or something which is a beach state but i don't know but they are not from i was like oh this is probably another san diego group or long beach or something or like somewhere around los angeles no dude they're not from california so that i don't know did we say? Did all you think that they were? I, I figured California. I, yeah, I never no. really thought about it though. Then, well, that's because there was a lot of bands from California that sounded like that. Yeah. Well, um, this is a. I don't know. Fuck. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm sh- pretty sure they're not from hmm. the West Coast. Only Did, time will tell. Only time. And yeah. So that was a. 311 from the album 311. This is another band that tries to lay claim to the title of the Blue Album. Oh, no. Or at least their fans call this the Blue Album, but, you know, it's just wrong. Well, are we taking dedications tonight? Yeah, man, fuck, fucking dedicate. I've got a dedication. I, I'd like to dedicate this to my good friend, Michael Joseph, because he is... 33. So is this song. You know, uh, there's a line in this song that kind of scares me. And I think it's interesting that this is playing uh, 
I remember Andrew told me, uh, he texted me on my birthday and he said, dude, listen to 33. Um, and then I did, and, and I was like, oh, it's this song, yeah. Um, this line right here, this one. Uh, and the reason why that... Tell uh, the listener what the line is. Uh, so I pulled my collar up and faced the cold on my own. Um, I think I've had, uh, I think, I don't know. I think maybe this is just kind of a, something that a lot of people are afraid of. I don't think it's just me. Um, people are, people are kind of afraid of being left alone. Um, and people, I've, I've struggled with anxiety in the past and sometimes still. And I've always, uh, thought that there were things that I wanted in my life and things that, uh, you know, you might need to do in your life. You feel like you might need to do things. Uh, a lot of those things I always thought would leave me by myself. Um, but they wouldn't necessarily end bad. But I think there were journeys in my life I thought maybe I should take, but I never wanted to do Or I, I guess maybe I didn't because I knew that I was going to have to do it by myself. And uh, I don't know why, but um, I might be just overthinking it. Uh, and I do love this song very much, um, but for some reason this always, I don't know, it just never went away, and it just might be because of the endearing nature of this song, Yeah. how it how it sounds. Kind of um, like 1979. Yeah. At this time, he just had this ability to write a song like that. Yeah. Um, just something that would sound so good on the radio. And was just so like, <clears throat> just has this power to like convey whatever emotion he wants. Like, 1979 gives anybody who listens to it like this kind of nostalgia, you know. And this has like this this mournful quality, yet it sounds really hopeful too. Like, well, that was the thing. Um, I think that. Maybe it was just me at the time. I think I think at the worst, at the worst time, uh, when I talk about feeling anxious and alone, it was because it, it was like my. I think it was my early twenties when there really weren't a lot of people around. You were out of town, I think, on on a mission, and uh, and I, I, no one was around, and I kind of felt like that's what I needed. Uh, and sometimes I feel like I still need need that. Like I never really gave myself a chance to become strong on my own. I was always I was I always found people, which isn't a bad thing. But you do need to pay attention to yourself sometimes. You know, you know, people. You should you should kind of think about well, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's some things I need to learn on my own. And if and if they are, you should be brave and do it. Um, because it's, it, it means good things. It's, it's a very intimidating, uh, path. You know, I think a lot of people kind of see a path before them. They don't want to admit that it's there because it's scary, but it's totally there staring you in the face and, um, you should make the choice to do it, uh, and grow. And I think that kind of thing, it's not just me. I think it just, uh, scares everybody. 
if you're paying attention, if you're pay, paying close enough attention, there can be some very frightening things uh, in life. Um, but they don't have to be a, fr- a frightening. And, and you should know that though you may feel alone, you never really are. And uh, you're not the only one that feels that way. And um, people do love you. But most importantly, you gotta you got to love yourself. I am. I'm 33. And that 33. song, 33, by the Smashing Pumpkins, is a beautiful song. And it means a lot of great things, of course. That was number four. It spent 21 weeks on the chart and peaked at number two. Of course, from the hugely successful double album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Amazing record. The Smashing Pumpkins. Amazing. Now, at number three, we have Live with Lakini's Juice. This debuted here at number three on February 1st, 1997. That's a high that, debut. That is, uh, yeah, it is. This is heavy. This is a lot heavier than we normally hear from live. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a cool guitar sound. Yeah. I gotta say, I I know live pretty well. I, I mean, at least the singles, but I don't really know this one. I, I've I heard it for the first time uh, several years ago. I was very surprised. I don't love it, but I don't think it's that bad. Spent 18 weeks on the chart, including one week at number one. This is from the album Secret Samadhi. It needs a big chorus, you know? Something to lift it up. Here's some strings. I don't know, man. Does it have anything that's going to lift us up? I don't remember. I, I remember not really being impressed, and it was easily forgotten. don't know that two and a half minutes to get us that is worth it. I don't, nah, man. Nah. So. I, I'm not into it. Nah. Okay, we've got two more songs to play tonight. Here is a band called Garbage. Garbage. 
This is number one crush at number two. Spent 22 weeks on the chart, including one week, I'm sorry, four weeks at number one. Like garbage. Um, God. Butch Biggs band. There's like there are several songs by them that I do really like. Yeah. sound uh it's like it's going nowhere kind of sludgy i don't like it man i'm man Diaz. and this is number two this is number two shit man we there's a chance we might end the the countdown with me just being fucking bummed there is that chance that chance is here it is real Like, what the fuck? Man, I'm losing my patience with this shit. It's pretty, uh... Yeah, fuck that, dude. It's pretty depressing. Sorry. Sorry, garbage. I've heard better. Sorry, Shirley. Okay. The question of the night. I'm I'm so deflated right now because of those two. Just so deflated. This is U2 with Disco Tech from the album Pop at number one. Spent 10 weeks on the chart, including four weeks at number one. I'm not excited. No, man, I don't like it. 1997? <laughs> what, what have you done? All the great songs on this chart, and these are your top three? I mean, I know it's you, too. Dude, that's the only reason why it's fucking that's number the one. That is the only fucking only. reason. This is, this is an industry play. It's a fucking industry play. i tell you what you do. You put... You put no doubt 
and the cardigans up here in the top of the chart. Maybe maybe the uh, Big Bang Baby instead of that other fucking Stone Temple Pilots song. Yeah, let's have a word with 1997. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fucking no, I'm no, I'm not no. We need to go rewrite. I think some this, this might be the first time we've done this. Um, and I'm totally disappointed with the top, the top three songs. I can hear you turning it up a little bit to see if it's redeeming itself. I don't think it is. I heard some guitar come in. I don't have any faith. I ha- I've already given up on it. It's just flush it, dude. Just flush it. Right. It's shit. It's fucking shit, man. Thanks a lot, it. you too. Don't throw the plunger away. Doesn't matter if it clogs the toilet. It's just fucking sell the house and get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. fucking terrible. Wow. Hmm. I mean, and I mean, to end it on such a bummer like that just clouds the whole thing. It's kind of sad. You know? It is, we, man. We spent forty. We played forty songs from nineteen ninety seven, and and we ended with some of the worst three. I don't know. Man. I think that I think the live one was an industry play too, just because of how big throwing copper was. Uh huh. This shit, man. Oh well. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, I I uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, if you if you were into it, if you were like, wow, that's my favorite song. Cool. You know, great. Oh, you don't like music? I, that's fine. I'm, I'm like fine. really happy for you. I, you know, you 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 get the night. It's great. Um, I'm not into it though. And you know, since I am the fucking host. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think it's clear that I'm the host. I I, I dedicated a song to you. You know, I, I I I'm clearly the host of this podcast. That's really upsetting me. oh man i cannot be challenged all right well i want to say okay um, right in tell us who you think is the host um no don't do that (laughs) do do not fucking do that we no um so something cool happened today all right what was it i was uh i was at work minding my own business and i got a notification on my phone that somebody added our playlist to their to their apple music they uh they they found our playlist on apple music and they hit the add button so they have that playlist on their phone now i didn't know that would happen well that's cool because nobody else has done it (laughs) the fuck guys you have apple music go click on the show notes of this episode and um add our playlist to your apple music and i update it after after every few episodes and and put on songs that uh are kind of un- outliers you know not not the biggest hits of the 90s but still really solid tunes and um yeah it's called the mixtape playlist just click the link in the podcast notes especially if you're listening on apple device it's anyway. awesome Ladies and gentlemen, um, yeah, we, uh, man, 
uh, you know, I'm actually, I, I wasn't. I was, I, you might have thought, oh, he's going to say how he's bummed. No, no, I'm not. I'm just, I enjoy this. We're, you know, we're, we're happy. Uh, you should be happy too. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 1990. What in the year 1997? More to come. More to come. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're brought to you by all kinds of things: late nights, sleepless nights, bad food choices at night, too many cookies when you Running fucking the street to Kroger. Yep, to get the cookies because they're just easily available because it's right fucking there. Uh, when you promised yourself you'd stop eating sugar. Uh, that's another thing, ladies and gentlemen, lesson to all, I don't know about you, but for me, sugar makes me slower. When I try and do my exercises, I'm slower. When I lift boxes of wine, I get, uh, I get more, I just get easily tired. I lose energy during the day. It's harder for me to even, um, so Mike, a grown, a grown man was sitting across from me earlier eating these little animal crackers covered in pink and white frosting and yeah. sprinkles. Why? Ugh, that's weird, isn't it? That was me. <laughs> I was that person. I'm a grown man. I was eating cookies. A child's treat. Circus animals. Circus animal cookies. I'm addicted no, to them. They're delicious at uh, any age. They're pink and white. And for me, I have to have one pink and one white. I eat two at a time. And they must be... The colors. If I eat two pinks, for some reason I have too much of something. If I eat two whites, for some reason I have too much of something. I ha- it ha- one of them has to be pink. When you and the eat other a pair, does it white. have to be a pair of animals that could mate? I never even pay attention to that. I have no idea what the animals are. It's really only about color. Okay. It's only about color. All right. Yeah, I know that's that's kind of a bad thing to I don't know to talk you. about. But I said the. Uh, what did I say? Asian James? No, I'm describing said, James Ehaw. Japanese James. Oh, Japanese James. Yeah, way, it's two J's. JJ. Nice Japanese James, Absolutely. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight. I want you to stay positive. Remember, you can have a bad day. Just control, uh, control how you act. Try your best to maintain control of your emotions. Have your bad day. If you get tired of people asking you, hey, what's wrong? What's going on with you? Just take it on the chin. Try your best to fake a good attitude and show grace and love to those around you. Um, I will try harder to do that. I want everyone else to try harder to do that. Uh, And it's not just for the people around you. It's for yourself. You want to portray your best self possible. And I know that that can be difficult sometimes. Some days it's just hard. I know it's, it's just really, really hard sometimes. Sometimes it's hard. You, you know, you just, it might, it might feel beyond your control. Just do your best to try and take back control. Um, do the best you can. You're loved and you should love yourself the most. Be kind to everybody. Be kind to one another. Love each other. Help each other. If you don't like each other, you don't have to. But love each other. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Joseph, Adam Michael, uh, signing off 1991. We will see you next week. We cannot wait to see you next week and speak to you. Folks, my boss. Good night. Good night.